Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Monday, September 13th. Today on the show, the only good thing that happened in sports over the weekend, our reaction to the Tennessee Volunteers' loss to Pittsburgh and what the offense looks like. But we begin with the complete and giant egg that the Titans laid in the season opener against the Arizona Cardinals. The 440, it's brought to you by the Kingston Group. The Kingston Group is the only name you need to know if you're thinking about doing major work on your home. They'll give you all the information. They have a trusted process. They've been doing it for over a decade in Nashville. They're award-winning, they're locally owned, and they know how to set you up for success when it comes to making decisions about your home. Kingston Group, buildkg.com is the website. The Titans lost their season opener at home to the Arizona Cardinals 38-13, to and it was all of the things in all of the worst possible ways. Every single issue we raised or were concerned about entering the season came to fruition all at one time. The Titans started extremely slowly, going three and out and fumbling on their first two possessions, giving Arizona a 10-0 lead just minutes into the first quarter. The Titans were never within 11 points at any given point the rest of the game. The offensive line was atrocious. They could not protect Ryan Tannehill from the beginning, giving up six sacks. They created no space for Derrick Henry, who finished with just 58 yards on 3.4 yards per carry. Taylor Lewan was dinged up and missed most of the second half with injury. Ryan Tannehill, as a result, was wildly inefficient, turning the ball over three times and averaging just 6.1 yards per attempt on 35 attempts. Oh, Julio Jones. Yeah, he's on the team. He was completely irrelevant, dropping as many passes, three, as he had receptions. He caught three passes for 29 yards. One of those drops actually led to an interception, and he committed a penalty as well. The Titans totaled just 248 yards of offense, which is the second lowest yardage output by a Titans offense in the regular season since Ryan Tannehill became the starter. They posted just 246 yards against Tampa Bay in his second start way back when in 2019, right after he took over for Mariota. That's how bad this performance was. And then there's the defense. Kyler Murray scored five touchdowns as the Cardinals offense did basically anything they wanted. Over 400 yards of total offense. They ran the ball extremely well, averaging over four yards a carry. And Murray dissected the newly revamped Titans defense with excellent efficiency. Basically, the Arizona Cardinals dominated this football game from start to finish and in almost every facet. All of the questions on both sides of the ball. The offensive rust, the lack of depth along the offensive line, Julio Jones' ability to flip a switch and be ready to go, the pass rush, the third down defense, the rework secondary, the new coaching staff. All of them were an issue. Now, some aren't as concerning as others. Containing Murray, for example, isn't something that this defense is going to have to do many times. He's a special player. Giving the opposing team extremely short fields and fumbles that their quarterback has lost isn't going to happen many times. In fact, Ryan Tannehill has rarely fumbled like he did on Sunday. And the rust from Tannehill, Jones, and company should be knocked off relatively quickly in what should be a highly intense week of practice. So while it's a major disappointment and there are major concerns, namely depth along the offensive line and the entire defense in general, there is no need to overreact and panic. It is week one of a very long NFL football season in which the media and fans tend to wildly overreact every single Monday. 
even with a long and difficult road trip coming up this weekend to Seattle, things can turn very quickly in the NFL. It is hard not to overreact and get caught up in social media hype, but the Colts lost too, and losing to Arizona is losing to an NFC opponent and will have very little impact on tiebreakers in the AFC. This should be a wake-up call for Mike Vrabel, those players, and Titans fans. Regardless of talent and experience, the NFL is a brutal game, and your fortunes can change on a dime. Vrabel's guys took one on the chin in week one, and will have to adjust, regroup, and come out swinging next weekend. I will be very honest. It has been extremely perplexing trying to settle on an emotion after the Vols' 41-34 loss to Pittsburgh on Saturday. Tennessee could have won the game. Pittsburgh wasn't significantly better, but they got significantly better quarterback play, and the Vols could not get out of their own way, taking an absurd 13 penalties for 134 yards. But one feeling I cannot shake is that if this was a Jeremy Pruitt-coached football team, that that game would have been one of those famous three-touchdown blowouts. Instead, this team, with a depleted roster and some injuries, showed a ton of heart, fought for all 60 minutes on every possession, and had multiple chances to tie it late. Literally, from the first snap to the last, they played hard. Yes, the secondary was atrocious, and the pass rush simply couldn't ever get to pick it. He actually did a pretty good impersonation of Baker Mayfield, making every big throw and playing extremely efficient football. And the offense wasn't particularly great. We didn't see a lot of big plays. Certainly were a lot of mistakes and turnovers and penalties. But even in defeat, it felt like a team that liked playing football together. I don't know, maybe like a professional adult head football coach was in charge. The loss cannot be overstated. That loss to Pittsburgh might be the game that keeps this Vols team from going to a bowl and having maybe a winning record. They will probably be favored in no more than four games the rest of the way. But it was refreshing to watch a team that looked like it took pride in what they were doing, regardless of the outcome. Maybe just try to follow the rules a little bit better next week. How about? Which, of course, brings us to the offense and the quarterback situation. I don't think Josh Heupel has much to think about here. Simply put, his offense ran better with Hendon Hooker, who actually knows what the word touch means. Joe Milton was hurt after fumbling in the second quarter, and of course you hope he's okay. But I am actually glad that Heupel took the chance to give someone else a look. Because despite two turnovers, including one big misread that did end the game, this offense was way better when Hendon Hooker was under center. Tennessee averaged 3.4 yards per play on 27 snaps under Joe Milton, which is really pathetic. And you need two hands worth of fingers to count how many times he missed wide open receivers down the field. Meanwhile, Hooker's offense averaged 5.4 yards per play, which isn't good, but it's still better than Milton. And frankly, without two beautiful touch throws over the middle and a couple of really athletic runs from Hooker, this team would not have even been within one score at the end. Who knows how serious Milton's leg injury is, and if he can't run between the tackles, well, his game is even more limited. I would like to see Hendon Hooker get the start next week against Louisiana Tech, even if Milton is healthy. I would consider this starting job to be an open competition, and would hope that Heupel would leave his options open and be willing to make changes as he sees fit. Because while Pittsburgh is a solid defense, there are some genuinely scary games looming on the schedule, and this offense has just one more week to figure it out. Because after that, it's Florida, Missouri, Ole Miss, Alabama, Kentucky, and Georgia. Next week, the Vols will host Tennessee Tech. He needs to know who his starting quarterback is by the end of next weekend. 
Well, the only good news this weekend in Nashville sports was on the soccer field. Nashville SC won yet again, landing a crucial three points with a 1-0 win on the road over fellow Eastern Conference playoff team Montreal on Saturday night. Joe Willis pitched yet another shutout, another clean sheet, and Walker Zimmerman scored in the 66th minute to keep Nashville's unbeaten streak alive at five games and giving the boys in gold their fourth outright win during that span. The win moved the club up to second place in the Eastern Conference with a match in Toronto next Saturday. The boys in gold are getting closer and closer to clinching a playoff spot and has a great chance to host a first-round playoff match if they can continue this form. Again, I know we're all overdosing on football right now, but keep an eye on this soccer team. They're pretty damn good. You want to know who brings you this podcast every single day for free so that you can listen to it in your earbuds? The Kingston Group. BuildKG.com is the website. They are a trusted, award-winning, locally-owned custom home and remodeling firm that you should talk to at any point. If you're even just thinking about doing some work on your home, now is the time to talk to them, get all the information, make a great decision about your home, make a little money about your home, and be happy in your home. BuildKG.com is the website. Remember the name, The Kingston Group. Thank you guys so much for listening. Of course, my name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Monday, September 13th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.